Welcome to Season 5 of the Agile Brand with Greg Kilstrom, where we talk with enterprise and technology platform leaders about the people, processes, and platforms that make marketing and customer experience successful, scalable, and sustainable. This is what creates an Agile brand. I'm your host, Greg Kilstrom, advisor and consultant for Fortune 1000 marketing and CX leaders and teams as principal and chief strategist at GK5A and best-selling author, keynote speaker, entrepreneur, and Agile certified coach. The Agile Brand Podcast is brought to you by Tech Systems, an industry leader in full-stack technology services, talent services, and real-world application. For more information, go to teksystems.com. To sign up for the Agile Brand newsletter and get the latest insights and articles on marketing technology and CX, or to purchase a copy of my latest book, House of the Customer, go to gregkilstrom.com. You can also find all my books on Amazon and other retailers. And now on to the show. Today, we're going to talk about how the people, process, and platforms of a great employee experience translate into a great customer experience. To help me discuss this topic, I'd like to welcome Joe Berger, Area Vice President, Digital Experiences at Worldwide Technology. Joe, welcome to the show. Hey, Greg. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Looking forward to talking about this with you. Um, So why don't we start by you giving a little background on yourself as well as what you're doing at WWT. Yeah, fantastic. So uh, I've been in and around this space, I'd say, for about the past 20 years or so. My background was really around collaboration technologies, think audio, web, big video conferencing, unified communications. And as much as I always loved the technology, I, I, I always really liked what it actually did for customers, right? It's around how do we help organizations work collectively and, you know, enable their employees. And so that's what's, that's what's really kept me in this space for quite some time. And now as the, uh, the area vice president for digital experience, it's really around kind of evolving that not, not only of how do I enable employees, especially in the hybrid world and post-COVID world, but it's also around how do I also help them reach out to their, their customers, their end consumers, and build those types of experiences. And so that, that's really collectively what our teams are doing. It's, it's enabling the customers as well as enabling the employees or the workforce. Perfect. Yeah. And that is right in line with what we're going to talk about today. So you're the yep. perfect guest to, to talk about this. <laughs> So let, first, let's let's talk about the the employee experience aspect specifically. And you know, employee experience. Those of us that have been working in this area, we know you know it's not just people, processes, and platforms. Although that's certainly part of it, but it's a holistic way of looking at all of those things together. So today, we're going to focus a little more on the processes and the platforms of of employee experience. Platforms have always been a critical part of doing work, but in companies that have been doing remote work since uh, even before the pandemic, as well as those that have increased remote or hybrid work during and since the pandemic, it's even more important to understand their impact. What should leaders be looking at in regards to how the platforms they choose impact the employee experience? Well, I, I actually think it even starts before uh, the platform to sit. And unfortunately, many organizations go out and they just deploy tools or technologies yeah. or platforms without really understanding the employee's needs. Yeah. And I, I think that's been a big uh, mistake for the past, well, for, for quite a while, to be honest, because if you don't understand how your employees work, the tools that they need access to, the processes that they might have to follow, just by giving them another tool doesn't necessarily solve a problem. It actually might even create more problem because now you're creating 
too many tools that might do the same thing or employ confusion. And so you really have to take a step back and understand uh, what exactly is that employee trying to do, especially in the hybrid world where you might have employees who sometimes works at home, sometimes comes into the office and everything in between. Yeah. I have to understand what that employee is going through on a day-to-day basis to truly grasp, okay, these are the types of tools or platforms I have to enable them with to truly get their jobs done. You really have to kind of get to the heart of what the employee is trying to do though, to start first. Yeah. Yeah. And so along those lines, what are, what are some things that are often overlooked in trying to figure out the answer to that, that question that you're, that you're talking about, you know, what, what should companies be investing more time in in order to understand how platforms impact employees? Well, it, it's funny. I, I talked to a customer uh, a couple of weeks back about this and we started talking about things like persona modeling. She goes, well, we've been doing that for quite some time. What's different now? Yeah. I think in, I think in the original sense of persona modeling is, hey, well, you get a laptop and you get these five applications and you're off and running where it's really around understanding that day in the life of the employee. How do they work? When they come into the office, do they need to sit with their teams or what types of tools do they need to have when they're in their neighborhood area? Do they need to have access to certain types of conference rooms and innovation areas? So it's really, you know, getting, getting a bit deeper into all this uh, in terms of the, the overall experience that you're trying to drive. And then on top of that, now it's around how do I actually measure that experience to ensure that, hey, you know, I've, I've given these tools out to the employees. Is it hitting its mark? Yeah. Are they, are, is the employee being productive? Are they achieving that, you know, the outcomes that I expected them to achieve if I gave them these new tool sets? It's really around this full life cycle of, okay, here's your tool, but also is it working? Is it running the right way? And is it delivering the outcome or the experience that it was intended to have? Yeah. And along those lines, I know there's there's probably a lot of different types of measurements and, and desired outcomes, but what does it look like when it when it works? You know what I mean? So like how can the right software and platforms um, you know, actually improve the employee experience and, and help to to drive those those metrics forward? I, I think you kind of hit it. It's like how do you how do you know when it's actually working? I th- I think what we found is a lot of organizations have a lot of tools to monitor different things, right? I've got a tool yeah. that manages my network. I got tools that I can look at the application performance. I can look at connect connectivity. I can look at desktop performance. But it's really how do you take all these different inputs and based off the uh, the owner or the decision maker at the organization. How do you create a dashboard that gives them the insight that they want? Because, you know, IT might have one set of tools or insights that they're looking at, you know, the performance of something. HR might have something completely different of, you know, is that employee experience score a nine or is it a two? Right. Those are two completely different objectives. Now they might be pulling the data from the same resources, but it's the way that they view and the insights that they're getting out of the data vastly changes by the by the different audience and it's it's building out those dashboards and kpis for those different audience which is really important here before we continue i'd like to introduce you to a sponsor of the show basecamp throughout my career whether it was at my own agency or now as a consultant basecamp is what we rely on to help keep projects on track 
on schedule, and on budget. It takes a straightforward approach to project management. It streamlines workflow management and definitely keeps the team in the loop and on top of ongoing updates, which all are major components in a smooth running operation. No matter if it's a simple campaign or a multi-million dollar project, Basecamp has been a key ingredient in the recipe for a successful project and business. If you're struggling with projects, sign up for Basecamp. Their pricing is simple and they give you all their features in a single plan. No upsells, no upgrades. Go to Basecamp.com Agile, that's Basecamp.com A-G-I-L-E, and try Basecamp for free. No credit card required and cancel anytime. Thank you, Basecamp, for sponsoring this episode. Now let's get back to the show. Let's talk about one specific part of the process. So onboarding process, you know, critical. Great one, yeah. A lot of studies have shown if onboarding doesn't go well, it doesn't bode well for, uh, you know, tenure and and retention and, and all that kind of stuff. So how should leaders and managers approach the employee onboarding process to ensure greater success with employees? Well, I think with anything, especially with new hire onboarding, transparency is so critical, right? Yeah. If I'm a new hire, I want to know where I am within this process. Has my device and my workstation shipped? Are my applications being turned on when I actually receive the device? How easy is it for me to get access to the right tools and security policies and everything right at once? Is it is that days or is it weeks? Yeah. Because, you know, that's such a critical time in the new hire uh, experience of, hey, this is how the organization runs and treats their employees. That that first step is a really important thing to to kind of show off to your new uh, employees. Yeah, I think that is something that you are finding more organizations paying a bit more attention to and how quickly can I get that employee off and running? Like I said, in the old days, it might've taken you three or four weeks but by the time the employee gets their device gets the tools, gets access to the applications, get all their passwords set up. If I can take that from four weeks down to a week or two weeks, that's a significant timeline reduction. And then that also means I can get that employee off and running. So I'm getting more productive employees, faster realization, whatever that job performance might be. And so there is a a pretty big business impact to to solving for a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you know, having gone through the process, the first time I uh, work as a, a contractor sometimes, and the first time I got a, a device, and it was just so easy to set up and all of those things, like it took, it was a matter of, you know, a couple hours, and I was off the ground running and, and stuff like that, versus, to your point, the waiting weeks to get access and, and this and that. I mean, not only is it productivity, but it's also you may not feel um, necessarily the positive part of that because you may just think, okay, well, everything's supposed to be instant setup, and I buy my Apple device and it's like automatically, you know, it, it takes a, a couple minutes and it's all set up. But you definitely feel it when it's negative, right? You know, I've, I've oh, heard people, <laughs> yeah, like, I, you know, I've have peers that have gone gotten jobs at very large orgs and they're sitting, basically sitting twiddling their thumbs for weeks while they're waiting for a, for a, a machine to arrive in this day and age, you know, to your point. So I think it's, it's not even productivity is certainly part of it, but it's also that feeling of like, man, nobody's really, I, I got this new job and nobody really cares. Right. Well, I, I think you hit on something really critical there. You talked about, we have an expectation as consumers around that Apple experience. Yeah. What you're finding now is a lot of large organizations, even smaller ones, 
they're realizing now that they have to shift their mindset on their employees to treat employees the same way that they treat their customers. You know, I, I know on this podcast, you talk a lot about the customer experience. Yeah. Well, that's really what we're seeing organizations shifting to is that employee experience has to feel like that customer experience, right? Yeah. I go to the Apple store, I get my, my, my Mac out of the box and I'm up and running in a matter of minutes. That's the same type of expectations now I have as an employee. Yeah. And so businesses have to figure out how do they deliver that type of experience now that was traditionally a consumer thing? How do they deliver that now to new employees? And as well, like, how do I have uh, methodologies long-term to make sure that I'm continuously developing on that and finding new ways to enhance that employee experience? Yeah. And so to, to that, uh, you know, beyond the onboarding, I think that's a certainly a, a good example and one that I'm sure we've all felt pain at one point, but what are some other ways that, you know, paying attention to the processes that affect the, the employee experience can really improve engagement, retention, and, and productivity as well? Yeah. So there, there's a term that's been around for quite some time that that's really starting to, to pick up some speed right now. It's called DEM or DEX, digital experience monitoring yeah. uh, or management, where it's really, as, as I kind of said earlier, it's looking at all these different inputs and saying, okay, how am I creating sort of that employee experience score? You know, on the, on the CX side, we talk about CSAT scores yeah. on the employee side. Now it's like, okay, how do I, how do I understand the scoring of my uh, employee experience and how do I continuously try to make improvements to it and kind of, you know, if I go turn on this application or turn on this feature, is it improving my actual score? Is it decreasing my score and understanding that as well? It's around kind of uh, sort of ongoing of if I go create new process or adding new tools into the portfolio, how is that going to change all these different scores? And yeah. uh, how do I track that over time to ensure that, you know, I'm keeping a consistent level and, and, and providing new features and so forth for my employees? You're seeing a lot of more things around automation come into the fold. So how do I, if my employee's having a bad experience, how can I leverage automation to maybe address that or fix that? If I'm on a Zoom call and my my video is getting blurry or uh, I'm getting you know degradation okay. uh, of video quality, can I have automation that basically says, hey, maybe you have too many applications open on your PC. Go ahead and, and close some things out or try switching to a webcam. How can automation help increase that experience that I don't have to always reach back into IT to, to support those types of requirements? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So let's uh, let's now add the the customer experience component to it. I mean, I, you know, I thought you made a great point where employees are consumers, right? I, I yeah. think um, that that's, I know that's obvious when I say it, but I think a lot of employers kind of have been slow to, to realize that. And to your point, they're, they're getting a lot better about it. Uh, but, you know, let's, let's talk about this, this relationship. So, you know, how do you see alignment between great employee experience and great, um, and customer experience? You know, I, I'd say it's still maturing. Yeah. Prior to COVID, we started seeing some larger organizations really start focusing in on the employee side, because I think what I, I think what the smart organizations have found, and a lot of research has backed this up, that enabled employees typically lead to more profitable organizations. It's kind of common sense, but it's not that easy to actually 
to kind of solve for that, right? In fact, yeah. PwC just re re released a report around this that the workforce is the number one risk to growth, right? Like there is a relationship between engaged and productive employees and success, profitable, delivering customer outcomes. So we started seeing this a little bit before COVID. And then during COVID, you know, as we started seeing things like the great resignation, a low unemployment rates, smarter organization started investing into these types of tools and technologies and monitoring so that they could, they could actually see, are my employees happy? Are they engaged? Are they productive? Yeah. Coming out of it now is where we're starting to see, okay, this has to be a priority. Now, how do I also map that back into what is going on on my customer experience side and how do I build this relationship here? We're starting to see new types of job roles created out of this, things like the chief digital experience officer, digital workforce experience officer, as well as chief customer experience officer. And, and a lot of times it is this mix between maybe IT, facilities, marketing, HR, all these kind of roles that have somewhat been siloed in years past are now having to come together saying, how do I look at this thing a bit more collectively and manage it kind of holistically here? And, and how do I have the right tools to see what exactly is going on and figure out the success of it all? Yeah. So it, it it's definitely evolving, but we're seeing more and more of it starting to take shape. Yeah. I've seen a few. In fact, I had somebody on the show. Um, her title was in charge of both customer and employee experience, which I, which I th thought was really interesting. I've seen a couple of the, not, not a whole lot of those, but I've seen a few of those at some, some larger orgs as well. But yeah, you know, what have you seen, uh, you know, in this, like, what, what do you, what do you think works from that kind of, whether it's a role or governance or, or, you know, measurement or, or things like that? Yeah. And we, we actually meet with a lot of organizations about this. It has to start with the executive or the C-levels understanding the importance of this yeah. a lot of times they might say yeah we we know it's important but well you know that team over there is doing it this way and this team's over here doing it this way and then it you 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 all go figure it out <laughs> right right and so it, it's it's still somewhat siloed the organizations that dedicate an actual headcount to this and a lot of times that headcount might be rolled up into the C-level. Sometimes they're reporting directly into the CEO, the CIO, sometimes CTO. So the organizations that focus on this, you have to prioritize it and actually make that person responsible and accountable. Only that way, when, when there's actually true investment and some skin in the game, have we seen it really be successful. If you're trying to let the or different teams and organizations do it in pockets, it typically doesn't work right. It, it, it always breaks. It, it usually does take somebody who is responsible to, to pull a lot of this together. Yeah. We've seen some organizations do more like tiger teams of, hey, you know, you three or four people go try to solve for this. But ultimately having a role involved there does, does typically create some ownership and does help kind of move it through um, kind of the execution and process side. Yeah. Yeah, the, I, I believe that. that that makes sense. Yeah. Well, um, one last question before we wrap up. Um, you've given a lot of great advice already, but you know, what's what's one piece of advice you'd have for leaders that, you know, let's say they know they need to improve their employee experience, but aren't quite sure where to start as they navigate the months ahead. It all goes back to understanding your employees. 
If you don't understand that day in the life, what are your employees going through? How, how has work changed? What are the tools and processes and experiences that your employees require? If you don't truly understand that, whatever you give them or whatever you try to measure, if you don't, if you don't quite grasp what the employee wants, you're not always going to hit the mark. I mean, it's, it's, it's typical like product management one-on-one, right? What does my customer want? What are the problems that they have? Am I defining solutions to solve for that? Same thing with enabling your employees, understand them, treat them as your customers, know their expectations and know their challenges and build and deliver solutions based around that. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I think the more, and you've said this, you've said this a couple of times here is, you know, the more employers think of their employees as they are customers to an extent. And not only are they customers, but they're, they're serving other customers. Right. So it's, I think that kind of mindset allows them to think of things in a, in a much better and, and I think beneficial way for everybody. Yeah, of course. I mean, it's, you know, not, not only is it even just the experiences, but what's the sentiment of the employees, right? If, yeah. Cause then you start kind of helping, do I understand where the culture's going, our messages received correctly. Uh, there are a lot, a lot of newer tools coming to the market these days around better measurement of sentiment, not just surveys, but actually understanding conversations that are taking place, uh, through things like online chat and team spaces, yeah. but it's, it's taking that into account as well to truly understand the, you know, what is going on within the cultural and the base and, and making changes and pivots based off of that too, I think is really important right now. Yeah, absolutely. Well, again, I'd like to thank Joe Berger, Area Vice President, Digital Experiences at Worldwide Technology for joining the show. You can learn more about Joe and Worldwide Technology by following the links in the show notes on the podcast website. Talk with you next week. Thanks again for listening to the Agile Brand with Greg Kilstrom podcast brought to you by Tech Systems. If you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to subscribe on your podcast channel of choice and leave us a rating so that others can find the show more easily. You can access more episodes of the show at www.gregkillstrom.com. That's G-R-E-G-K-I-H-L-S-T-R-O-M.com. To get a copy of my latest book, House of the Customer, visit my website or you can find it on Amazon or other retailers. The Agile brand is produced by Missing Link, a Latina-owned, strategy-driven, creatively-fueled production co-op. From ideation to creation, they craft human connections through intelligent, engaging, and informative content. Until next time, stay agile.